Mac Beer around the world and thank you for joining us once again on truth2u.org. That's truth number two, letter u.org. I'm Jono and joining me in the virtual Truth To You studio all the way from Indonesia is the author of Let's Get Biblical, Why Doesn't Judaism Accept the Christian Messiah, volumes one and two. You can get a copy from his website, you can get a copy from Amazon, but his website is outreachjudaism.org. That's outreachjudaism.org. Welcome back to the program, Rabbi Tobias Singer. Hey, great to be here, Jono. Nice to have you back on the program, my friend. Look, we're just going through uh, some of the locations that we went to on the tour. We talked, we've already talked about uh, the Diaspora Museum. We've talked about Jaffa Port. Our next uh, destination was Mount Carmel. Probably going to go there again on the next tour. Oh, there's a link on this post. People can go there. It's November 2016, the Tanakh tour. We would love to see you there. There are still some places available. But Mount Carmel, it appears first in the book of Joshua, uh, references to Mount Carmel. But it's it kind of prominent as we continue on in the Tanakh. I think really the, one of the most significant uh, first mentions is the fact that uh, Saul sets up a monument, Tobias. Saul sets up a monument for himself, commemorating the victory over the Amalekites. That's uh, in 1 Samuel chapter 15. David, King David, later acquires Abigail, uh, the widow of Nabal, as his, I think, his third wife. Would that be right, Tobias? I think, mm-hmm. uh, she, yeah. She's from Carmel. And, uh, of course, the, the highlight in the Tanakh of Mount Carmel is Elijah's Mount Carmel victory. We're going to be talking about that. Now, first of all, Tobia, Mount Carmel, is it a mountain or is it a mountain range? It's a, a, a mountain range. It's about 24 uh, miles long. Wow. And uh, it, the, the part where we were most interested, we visit on tour, is roughly 2,000 feet above uh, sea level, so mm-hmm. it's about, um, no, so it's about uh, not quite as high as Jerusalem, but um, it's, uh, it's a mountain range. It, 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 when we, <laughs> if you're listening to this and you're in Colorado, you'd call it a hill. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but it is very much a mountain. But what it is with regards to the topography, which the Rocky Mountains is not, is it, um, what is so striking about Mount Carmel and what brings First uh, Kings 18 into, into a three-dimensional view is the caves, the hiding places that are Mount Carmel. In fact, historically, Mount Carmel was also used, criminals used to flee there and hide in the caves, and given the amount of water there and, and vegetation, People could hide there, and uh, from not only criminals, but people fleeing all kinds of empires would hide there. So that's very striking about Mount Carmel. If you were going to hide, and if you belong to Hamas, please turn off the show right now. <laughs> but if you're going to hide from any authority, that's where you'd want to be. That's where you'd want to hide. Because you're talking about, it's not just a mountain range, and I can tell you about its topography and vegetation and the amount of water. There. It's all there. The key is the caves. That's very, very striking. Mm. Um, it, it, the other place we visited on our tour, which we'll cover another on another show, is Engedi. Also, the striking caves that are there. Ah, yes. A so lot true. of vegetation, a lot of animal life. Very similar, a place where you can hide. But it's also a place of of striking beauty, which yeah. is also interesting because Mount Carmel was used by the idol worshippers 
uh, to put the so-called high places. Yeah. Uh, because it, once you see it, I remember standing with you, John, on the tour. I don't remember which we were. We were in... Um, we were in Megiddo, but you know, I just and I could just imagine the Canaanites standing here with their idols, you know, mm. you know, because that's where they went. Like in in Bali, not far from where I live, you know, they they don't you know, or or like in in Brazil, in uh, on the top in that city where they put the big you know statues. Oh, uh, uh, Christ the Redeemer, yeah, whatever the, the big it's white a, statue, yeah, yeah. So of course they put it on the high place, like somehow, like God sure. needs a great view. So right. you know, you ever see these cemeteries that advertise? We have you know, it's a and, cemetery and, with a beautiful view, as though like yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah right. But that's why we went up there, right? The, the reason why we went up there not only is it a, of enormous significance, but the view is spectacular, and that's uh, that's one of the primary reasons we went up there. And indeed, the view you can just see for miles and miles all around, and it's just it's spectacular. And uh, we had a we had a beautiful day. Goodness. It was windy up there, though. It wasn't a, that particular day that we went up there. Yeah. And I know Luke Luke lost his hat. It's still up there somewhere, Luke. Yeah. We, we never found it, but maybe next year we'll find it for you. <laughs> <laughs> now, listen, on our way up, and it is quite an incline, like the... the uh, the, the coach took us up, fortunately. It's not as if uh, uh, Ross got out with a third of the tour members like he did at Masada and hiked up Masada. We took the coach up there, and we went through a – there's a Druze community there, isn't there? Yeah, the, that's a, an offshoot of Islam, and uh, they have very unusual traditions. The Jews, Druze generally – that's a Druze – uh, generally are very uh, supportive of the state of Israel. Mm-hmm. They're, uh, they have this very unusual tradition. They have a lot of unusual traditions, including mm. that a man, they have a, this very odd, striking eschatology that the Messiah will be born from a man and the traditional Druze men, and we saw this on the tour, wear special pants that have a a pouch in it so that That, when the Messiah falls out of the man, um, he won't fall on the ground. Blew my mind when Shuki told us that. I had no idea. Because I thought Vanilla Ice came up with that. I thought that was MC Hammer, but no. No. Yeah, it's the Druze. Yeah, so yeah, so people <laughs> are the kind of they're the kind of pants that we're talking about. <laughs> they're talking, and, yeah. and they believe, or, or it is my understanding, at least, is what what Shuki conveyed to us that that their belief system. And and look, I would encourage people to have a look on, um, you know, Wiki's got a good summary of uh, what the Druze believe, and it is a fascinating, wild read. It's really interesting. Um, I don't know that there is mention of this on the Wiki page. I had a, I had a quick uh, skim over it. But that, as you mentioned, uh, they believe that the Messiah, whatever that means to them, uh, will be born of a man. And we all had a bit of a snicker. Well, not all of us, but many of us uh, had a snicker at at that. And that's why the Druze, the Druze men wear these special pants. But Shuki turned around to us and he said, you laugh? He said, a lot of you used to believe that uh, the Messiah was born of a virgin. And he, and he had a lot of us there. And that stopped us because <laughs> we, we did once believe such things. Yeah. Anyway, there, there's a Druze community. And it's an interesting thing also that there's a, I do believe that uh, the Israeli government is in the process of uh, building another Druze uh, community further down uh, towards the Galilee. Anyway, it's another story. But that's, that was there. Now, Getting back to Elijah. Yeah. I, I just want to introduce one point, mm. and that is there's a fundamental question whenever I, I explore Tanakh, I teach Tanakh, is when you read the life 
recorded of Elijah and his disciple Elisha. One of the things that's very, very striking is they're they're doing performing miracles regularly, mm-hmm. routinely. And those who have a background in in Christianity uh, recognize very quickly where the gospel writers. Uh, took their stories, many of the stories in the Gospels from, and that's Elisha uh, and Elijah. But one of the things that also is very striking is if you read the book of Isaiah, Isaiah almost never performed a miracle, uh, and neither did Jeremiah. Mm. So that's people ask the question is why are there just so many miracles going on in in a lot in 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 the life of Elijah and Elisha and really uh, as far as what Isaiah is doing Isaiah is not walking around as a miracle worker rather he's someone who's a great teacher and we're going to see the answer here in the text yeah. passages you're about to read. That's right. That's in verse 37. We're going to get there. I, I would like to, if it's okay in the interest of time, may I pick up from verse 17? Oh, yeah. Uh, and if there's anything that you want to highlight in, in, uh, before this, go ahead. But uh, verse 17 begins saying, Then it happened, which is a great way to begin, when Ahab, King Ahab, saw Elijah, that Ahab said to him, Is that you, O troublemaker of Israel? O troubler of Israel? That's how it begins. And he answered and said, I have not troubled Israel, but you and your father's house have, uh, in that you have forsaken the commandments of the Lord and have followed the Baals. Mm. Now, now, therefore, send and gather all Israel to me on top Mount Carmel, uh, the 450 prophets of Baal and the 400 prophets of Asherah. So we've got 850 prophets in all. And, uh, and, and, and he goes on to say, who eat at Jezebel's table. So uh, Ahab sent for all the children of Israel and gathered the prophets together on Mount Carmel. And Elijah came to all the people and said, how long will you falter between two opinions? Mm. If the Lord is God, follow him. But if Baal, follow him. This is very telling. This is like a real stopper. Because if this gives us an enormous amount of information. And one of the things about Tanakh is Tanakh actually gives us a dearth of information uh, given the scope of, of time that it covers. The Jews who were involved in Baal really were Jews for Baal. And that's critical. These were not Jews who had converted and become members of the religion that worships Baal or worships under the Asherah trees, these are trees that were worshipped, and there are similar trees like that in Bali's today. Uh, no, these were these were the Jews for Jesus of the time, mm. and and this really bothered Elijah. Like how long? The, even though I'm probably a leading critic of the King James, but I'm not a critic of its language, meaning it it, it does it does the English language well. How mm. long will you halt between these opinions? That means. What are you going to do? You you want to go and say, I'm Jewish, but you also want to say, I believe in Jesus. There's this messianic group. I'm not kidding. There's this couple in Israel who wants to get married in a in a in a Jewish wedding hall, mm-hmm. and when the guy in the guy in the uh, who owns the wedding hall found out they're going to be reading from the New Testament, he said, "Wait, not in this wedding hall." I'm not kidding. Mm. 
because what God is really saying is like choose one or choose the other. Choose yeah. Baal or choose God, but you can't have both. That means that the phenomena that we are observing today, there there is and I wanted to say I know this is a little bit off, but it's important for people who are not familiar with this uh, subject in depth. There are Christians who use the Judaism icons, uh, liturgy, uh, culture for one purpose, and that's to convert Jews to Christianity, but they don't really mm-hmm. care about it. Rosen, Martin Rosen, Moish Rosen, the founder of Jews for Jesus, was exactly that. He could care less about But there are many people in the Messianic movement who genuinely appreciate the Jewish traditions and culture and so on, but they're absolutely worshiping Jesus, and there is no distinction whatsoever between what a Jew in the Messianic movement believes as far as soteriology on issues of salvation and what someone in the Southern Baptist Convention believes. It's identical. Mm-hmm. So that is exactly, that means if less you think that there is, this is a new machination of foreign worship, what you observe today in the Messianic movement, the Bible is here to tell you is there is nothing new under the sun. And this is an old self-inflicted wound from which the God of Israel has no tolerance. And that's a critical verse. You can't, having Jewish culture and has saying identifying, self-identifying as a Jew is not going to lift the wrath of God from you if you worship another God, if you pray to Baal, if you worship Jesus or mm-hmm. fill in anything else. And that's a critical passage. How long will you hold between these two opinions? And this was a long, long problem which is discussed in 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 rabbinic literature of how Jews very often worship uh, the God of Israel, but they'd have a hidden idol behind the door, and um, and so that's very critical here. But the people answered him not a word. Then Elijah said to the people, "I alone am left, a prophet of the Lord, but Baal's prophets are four hundred and fifty men. Therefore, let them give us two bulls, and let them choose one bull for themselves, and cut it into pieces, lay it on the wood, and put no." And, and put no fire under it, and I will prepare the other bull and lay it on the wood, but put no fire under it. Then you call on the name of your gods, and I will call on the name of the Lord, and God, and the God who answers by fire, he is God. And so all the people thought, awesome, this will be great. And they said, they said, well spoken. This will, this is, I wasn't doing anything this afternoon. This is great. <laughs> so uh, now Elijah said to the prophets of Baal, choose for yourself, choose a bull for yourself and prepare it. And uh, you go first, basically, and you, you call out to your God. And so they took a bull and, uh, and they prepared it in the name of Baal. They called on, on Baal from morning until noon, saying, oh, Baal, hear us. But there was no voice, no one answered, and they leapt about the altar which they had made. And so it was noon, and Elijah mocked them and said, well, cry, you know, you need to be louder. You know, if, if he's God, either maybe he's meditating, or he's busy, or he's on a journey, or perhaps he's sleeping, uh, he has to be awakened. Yeah, so they did cry louder, Tobia, they, yeah. they cried louder. And they, now, this is so familiar. We still see this in the Middle East. 
They cut themselves, as was their custom, with knives and lances until the blood gushed out of them. Just tell us a little bit about that. Well, you know, the self-mutilation, we see the prohibition of cutting into your skin Mm -hmm. in the Torah, and we see how the Torah connects that to idolatry, and it's therefore forbidden to a Jew. I So that's the obvious. I I was always struck by the point that these people were serious. Mm -hmm. That means that sometimes someone may think that the Jews who are involved in all sorts of other worship, maybe they're not sincere, maybe they're just angry at their... These people were very, very sincere, the Mm self-mutilation. So the self-mutilation was a form of worshiping the pagan gods. It was a way of demonstrating their absolute servitude. But really, but, what but in addition to that, Toby, it, it must have also been a, a way to coerce, well, not necessarily coerce, but convince the God uh, to act on their behalf because they're, uh, if you like, uh, they're, they're so serious that they're cutting into their flesh. The, the blood is literally, the word is gushing from their body. Well, that, that's the key. If you notice something is, is key is the idea that blood, blood has always been a central feature mm-hmm. of idol worship. Uh, the, the actual blood. You notice that they're not, here's what they're not doing. They're not taking a hammer and hitting themselves over the head. They're not punching each other in the face. There is very much the human sacrifice that they're illustrating by their own behavior mm-hmm. That's that, just, that comes through. One other point interesting is the Talmud says that that you know Elijah is mocking the prophets of Baal here, uh, as Isaiah does as well in Isaiah forty six, and Isaiah just tell us that that really mockery is ordinarily forbidden as we see in in the first opening words of the book of Psalms. You know, one should even sit among mockers, but it is permitted to mock idolatry. And this is what Elijah is doing. And he's doing this at a very critical stage in history, which we'll talk about in a moment. Mm-hmm. Now, they continued till evening, but there was no voice. No one answered. No one paid attention is what it says here. And then Elijah said to, the, to all the people, come near me. So all the people came near to him and he prepared the altar of the Lord. Now, this is interesting. And I've got to ask you about this, Tavia. It says he repaired the altar of the Lord that was broken down. So why was there an altar of the Lord on Mount Carmel? Ah, so this, this goes to another point. Ordinarily, this would not be permitted, meaning mm-hmm. that there were Jews who not in the interest of worshiping idols, and we on our tour when we visit the Israel Museum uh, will point out to you a altar that was used to worship God, but yep. it was destroyed because they're called bomos, which are mm-hmm. altars that were built on high places. On the high time. places, yeah. And, and contrary to what people think, this was not idolatry. That means Jews said, ah. I'll have a barbecue in my own back. It means I'll have an a altar to the God of Israel, to no one else. But mm-hmm. it was forbidden because God had chosen only Jerusalem and only the place where he only the place where he placed his name was was sacrifice permitted. So therefore mm-hmm. altars to the God of Israel were destroyed. Now the question, of course, is raises how did Elijah then 
uh, bring a sacrifice anywhere but Jerusalem? And the answer is that Elijah was not saying it is permitted. There was a crisis at that moment, and Elijah for one moment said, I need to do this right now. In a moment, we're going to talk about what was the imperative going on. But Elijah is repairing an altar that had been destroyed. It was not an altar to the Canaanite gods, not an altar to Baal, but it was an Abomo, and we're going to see them. They found them all over the land of mm. Israel. Yeah. And he, he reconstructs it, uses 12 stones, which represent the 12 tribes, and in a one-time event in history, he needs to make a point right then, right now, because this was a critical juncture in history. We'll talk about that in a moment. So that's what he's constructing. Mm-hmm. And literally, in, in the Israel Museum, we'll be there in our tour in November, Yes. You're going to see an altar, but I'll show you that the altar was reconstructed, meaning they found it taken apart in modules. That means it was just removed apart. There's actually, a, some of them had like a snake symbol in it, which I'm sure was the symbol using of the bronze snake, which the wow. archaeologists, oh yeah, the archaeologists I think missed this completely. At the idea that the the bronze snake uh, of numbers, but anyways, uh, you'll see that. So reconstructing a bummer that was already in place mm. that had been broken apart into modules. Not now. This is critical. This is uh, this is deep. So stay with me here. If it was an altar to idols is discovered, it can't simply be dismantled. It has to be shattered and ground down into dust. And the Bible literally tells us that. So if you have an altar that can be reconstructed, it means it was disassembled. That's very mm-hmm. important. Because it wasn't an idol worship uh, right. altar. It was rather a bummer to the God of Israel. Right. It just wasn't the right place. So the moment you see that you can reconstruct a an altar, it means this was an altar that was meant for the God of Israel. It just right. was not in the proper location. Grand. So all the people came near, and he repaired the altar of the Lord that was broken down and Elijah took 12 stones according to the number of the tribes of the sons of Jacob. And here's a nice little piece of nice little piece of information here to whom the word of the Lord had come saying, Israel shall be your name. Mm. That, of course, is referencing back to Genesis chapter 32, verse 28. Now, then these uh, with these stones, he built an altar in the name of the Lord, and he made a trench around the altar large enough to hold two sears of seed. Now, do you know how much that is? I've got no idea. Yeah, well, I mean, that's a a large amount. Uh, uh, It's it's a very large area. Uh, It's about 5,000 square cubits, which is, oh, yeah, it's massive. It's about 15,000 square feet. Okay. Okay, so it's massive. He laid the wood on it and said, fill the water pots with water and pour it <laughs> pour it on the burnt sacrifice and on the wood. So he's doing exactly the opposite, right? He's not that dancing. He, around, may, he's not he's pleading. Do, he's not cutting he, himself. No, 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 but also, I, I mean, I always see this as um, there's many uses, but one of the things I think is very, he clearly wants to, well, again, we're going to talk about what's re- happening spiritually, mm. but he's also showing, look, 
I'm making this thing as inflammable as possible. I mean, right. just bear that in mind. He's setting up the most difficult situation where anyone, any little midget could climb in underneath and light it with it. The whole thing is he's drenching everything in water. And again, this is massive. And this is what we're going to, we're, we're gonna, one of the places we're going to visit uh, come November, oh God willing. We, we are. And uh, so they pour water, they pour it over the, over the sacrifice. He says, do it a second time. And so they did it a second time. He said, do it a third time. And so they did. And so the water ran all around the altar and it filled the trench with water. We just have been introduced to the product of the three patriarchs. Mm -hmm. This is why it's so delicious. And he's going to call on the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. So he's, the water, of course, represents the water of Torah, the Mayim Chaim. Jeremiah talks about the, the water of God mm. that one should crave rather than the water of a broken cistern that one should reject. So here you have, I mean, ah, I just want to like jump in and kiss this whole book. So what, <laughs> <laughs> so what happened here is unbelievable. He, he erects 12 stones, I mean, mm-hmm. erects 12 stones for the 12 sons of Jacob, and then he, well, where did those 12 sons become great enough to be the, the, the ancestors of the children of Israel? Mm-hmm. Because of the three patriarchs. So he pours mm-hmm. the water three times, one for Abraham, one for Isaac, one for Jacob. And then he calls upon the God of Abraham, Isaac. It's really, it's, this is music, maybe. I mean, this is, it, it, this is the best of the best of music <laughs> that's going on here. Because what's happening, I, I need to explain this. This is harmony. This is a symphony of, of spiritual music that you, mm-hmm. and if you're missing it, read it again. Because everything is, as you said, John, it's all coming together. This is a, 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 this is, there's no, so if you don't read this properly, it may seem like a cacophony of sounds, but it is a, a symphony of beautiful music. And at the time of the evening sacrifice, Elijah the prophet came near and said, Lord God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, let it be known, just curiously, Tobia, we, we often, I mean, I almost read Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Uh, is, it, is it rare to have a phrase that says Abraham, Isaac, and Israel? Uh, so in this type of case where he's calling upon the children of Israel rather than speaking about Jacob personally, remember Jacob is different than Abraham Isaac in, a, in, in many ways. In one way that's, that's germane to Mount Carmel is that uh, it, Abraham, all of Abraham's children are not a part of the chosen people, and neither are you know neither are the ch- all the children of Isaac part of the children of Israel. What is unique about Jacob, and that's why this ascription is italicized here, is that all of the children of Jacob are Israel. So therefore, and they, and all the children of Israel are called upon to raise up God's name above every other name and to reject all forms of idolatry. And that's why the subscription is, is prominently placed here. Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, let it be known this day that you 
our God in Israel, and I am your servant, and that I have done all these things at your word. Hear me. Now, this is verse 37 that, that you alluded to this earlier. This is, by the way, very, I'm sorry, well, why am I apologizing? This, show, <laughs> this is so Jewish. I'm sorry if you give me, you know, if you if, if you go back, I'm, I'm just doing this because I don't know when the next chance I'll do it. Go this is it. a very interesting chapter. Earlier on, Ovadja, Obadiah, mm-hmm. is a yep. servant, Actually, when he sees Elijah in verse 7, you know, Christians say, and again, I'm not, a, I, please, we are Christian, don't be offended, but Christian leaders often argue, oh, no one, because it talks that all the nations will bow before him, worship him, or, and in Psalm 110, he's called Adoni. That's exactly what Ovidiah does when he sees Elijah. He falls down on the floor in front of him and he calls him Adoni. The exact mm. same word as Psalm 110 is obviously Elijah is not God. So, I mean, hello. But mm. None of this goes to Elijah's head. You read it in context. That's why this is this really is very this is very yummy. The the prophets really were really highly perfected people. And when all is said and done, and of course we can taste their words, when you examine the lives of these great men, they really were just highly perfected people. Mm-hmm. So here Elijah's going, it's not me, it's all God. Nothing that of nothing that's ever been said to Elijah. Imagine the accolades and superlatives he has heard in his life. He was mm. the prophet of Israel. It meant nothing to him. It didn't affect him at all. He was a servant of God. He was a, just an extraordinary person. Now, you uh, made reference or spoke about the fact that there's an enormous amount of miracles that go on in the life of Elijah and, and Elisha. And, uh, and, and for some reason, like, for example, Jeremiah, a great prophet, uh, Isaiah, no not so many miracles, no miracles, it's no just miracles. Nothing. nothing. And so why, but why did they get to do all these miracles? Well, what we have here is a, is a reason in verse 37. Yeah. He says, hear me, O Lord, hear me, that this people may know that you are the Lord God and that you have turned their hearts back to you again, Tobia. Yeah, so the key is that now we know what the problem was and why Elijah had to this demonstration of God's authority and that that he is the only God had to ha, that the fire had to be put out of idolatry. This was not the case in the days of Isaiah and uh, and Jeremiah. Mm-hmm. In that, in the days of Elijah and Elisha, the big big problem was apostasy. That Jews for Jesus. I don't know how else to say. Jews worshiping uh, Baal. They were worshiping under the Ash. Shaver trees. These were special trees that people would bow to it and and uh, and be- and believed and proclaimed that these trees had unique powers, a terebinth tree, and so on. This mm. was the big problem in the days of Elijah and Elisha, and therefore, in order to combat this, and one other thing. If these prophets of Baal were in fact agreed to this, they knew that under other circumstances, their gods did respond to it. Meaning, the false prophets were doing miracles 
in the names of their gods. We see that in the Bible, that false prophets can do miracles. False gods can do. God just says, stay away from it. It's not of God. You can use false spirits in order to do miracles. Mm -hmm. Here, God didn't allow them to. So the problem in the days of Elisha and Elijah, who lived more than a century before Isaiah was, simple people were in unbelief. In the day of Isaiah, in the days of Jeremiah, it's very clear this was not a problem that the major problem then was social justice. Jews were, in fact, worshipping the God of Israel. Not only were they worshipping it, but as we see, I mean, it's really everywhere. I was about to think of a verse, Jeremiah 7. Jews thought that the temple of the Lord and the sacrificial system and the Mm -hmm. blood would save them. Mm -hmm. And even if they did not care for the most destitute members of society, they did not clothe the naked, feed the hungry, uh, care for the widow, um, they thought they, the rituals could save them. And that's what we find everywhere in Isaiah and, 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 and Jeremiah. And therefore, God did the, the purpose of this not go, who pick a card. Oh, I'll tell you with God. It's not about doing a magic show. It's about addressing the needs of the people. In the days of Elijah and Elisha, uh, the, peop- the need of the people was they needed a demonstration of God's power mm-hmm. because, in fact, the false, God, the false gods were able to do this and the people were in doubt of how to follow God. Whereas in days of Isaiah and later on, more than a century later in Jeremiah, the problem was social justice. Social justice, they didn't qu- question that. They didn't question, uh, you know, was God God. They were questioning, uh, oh, I'll bring sacrifices and fest, celebrate new moons, keep Sabbath, glot kosher. But if you're not on my uh, social strata, then who cares about you? And God says, I don't want that. That's disgusting to me. Mm. Isaiah spent his entire prophetic career, which spans about 85 years. I mean, a mm. massive prophetic Huge. career, screaming at the Jewish people to repent of that. And God doesn't want your empty sacrifices. Mm. Now, speaking of sacrifices, so the next word in verse 38 is then. Then the fire of the Lord fell and consumed the burnt sacrifice and the wood and the stones and the dust, and it leaked up the water that was in the trench. You know what? In my mind, it just left like a big glass uh, sort of concave hole in the ground, mm. and uh, it, just, it just took everything with it. And uh, when the people saw it, they fell on their faces and said, the Lord, he is God. The Lord, he is God. Now, Toby, are they... Are they are they yelling Eliyahu? Are they yelling his no, name? No, I mean, no, 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 no. That's, no, no. that's what saying, it means, right, though, isn't it? That's, well, Eliyahu's name means the Lord God. This, is, this, by the way, is called theophory. There's your word for the day. Yeah, right. Theophory means, and this is all over Tanakh, and this gets all everybody in trouble. Uh, well, not everybody. It gets. It doesn't get Lubavitchers in trouble, but it gets Christians in an enormous amount of trouble. The, theophory means that people are given names that are divine names, like my name, Tovia, means God is good. Doesn't mean that I'm God. Elijah means the Lord God. But when the people are screaming out, they're screaming out, him that the Lord is God. They are. They're screaming that out. Elijah's name means the Lord God. And this addresses, and it all fits together, people are, how could Hezekiah, Isaiah 9, 5 and 6, or 6 and 7, depending on which Bible you use, 
How can he be called, you know, the eternal father? How can he be called the mighty God? Only God can be that night. Nonsense. That's theophany. Theophany is not. It just simply means. Hey, I'm, I'm going to interrupt you because I think you mean theophany. No, theophany. Theophany really? is something else. Yes, theophany means. No, okay. So when, when I think of theophany, that's when. Uh, that's an a, encounter with the an divine. An encounter being. with the divine. Okay. It's now, theophory. Theophoric use. The, theophory. Theophory means, as I said, it's the word for the day. Yeah. Theophory means everyone's going. I know everybody's now going, really? I got to pause and Google it. Okay. Yeah, so, I know. I'm doing that right now. Are you, I'm glad, <laughs> yeah. you know, how many years have we been together, John? You see, we really, John and I have built such a trust. It's unbelievable. The bond and friendship that he has, that anything I say, he immediately goes to Wikipedia <laughs> to make sure. And this is why I like the man, is because he trusts that. me. I say it and he says it. No, it's theophory. <laughs> theophory. I've never used that word and I'm looking at it now. Uh, and it, lo and behold, you're right. No, so there it is. I have <laughs> not made a demonstration, but you don't. <laughs> Never use it, adding it to Never my vocabulary right now. And have to Wikipedia when I say <laughs> I'm going to be using that every day, and I'm going to be, I'm going to sound so smart. Keep, keep going. <laughs> Well, theophory. Theophory is theophory is all over Tanakh. It means almost everybody's name is God. Uh, you you want to ask something wild? Do we have time, or did you, did you pay your electric bill? No, you can you can keep. I mean, I'm, I'm, oh, in, wiki, I'm, I'm in wiki right now, and there's even a thing in wiki called theophory in the Bible. Yes, there's yes. a wiki called that. Yes, it goes okay. on and on and on. Okay, okay, great, great. So, now, so okay, <laughs> be quiet. No, you didn't trust me. That's it. That's it. You didn't trust the rabbi. Okay, so, so I'll talk to you later after the show. <laughs> this, you want to hear something really interesting? So, yeah. off topic, but in topic. It's, this is an area where we find where archaeology actually helps us understand Scripture. Mm -hmm. And, of course, our tour does that constantly. Mm -hmm. In our tour, we're constantly seeing Scripture in a more three-dimensional way because of where we go. It, by the way, if you're interested in snorkeling and going going to, I don't know, and going with your bathing suit, I don't know, in the, a lot, this is not the right tour for you. This is, if you're, but here, here's, here's the key. So we always have this question of Ahaz. Ahaz is famous, the father of Hezekiah, a wicked king. But we always wonder, like, what kind of name is Ahaz? Like, what? what how did he get a name? Because it's not a theophoric name, which means the name, what, what is, like, where is God's name in that? Now, why is this a very important question? Who's, who was Ahaz's father? Wait a minute. Yotam. Wait, wait. Hang on a second. Somebody just dawned on me. I, I, it's me interrupting you this time. Just hold that thought for a second. What you're saying is that my name, Jonathan, is a theophoric name. Yes. Oh, do you have any idea what that means? I'm going to be telling people that for the rest of my life. That well, is so that means cool. You're sending me a donation immediately. Do <laughs> <laughs> so, you know how people get so much? This is what gets all the Christians in trouble. Now, see, the I used to think as a kid growing up among Goyim in Brooklyn that Christians were psychos. They were like ISIS because they really used to beat me up every day. Oh, they would try it. I, I, I ran fast. That's all I did. And I didn't right. go near them. But then I really loved these people. I mean, this is what changed my whole life in my 20s 
degrees, 180 degrees. These are Christians are like so many of them are such good people. But what happens is people are given names that are divine, mm-hmm. and they go, aha, he must be his name. No, they don't understand this very basic principle that people are given names. In fact, the Talmud says that when parents give a child a name, when they make their decision what to call their child, they actually are given a, some sort of Ruach HaKodesh, some sort of divine inspiration of what that child's potential is. It's a very interesting thing. And um, we name a child a son of the circumcision as an example. Even the Christian Bible actually set, mentions this custom. But uh, setting aside, we, we didn't know why Ahaz, Ahaz's father's name was Yotam. Yotam was, the, was a completely righteous king. That's Com- a theophoric name too. Yes, Yes, he, yes, Yotam was a, 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 but he was righteous. The man never said in his entire, uh, in his entire uh, career as a royal career. Mm-hmm. How did he give his kids such a name without God's name in it? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the kind of thing that Nebuchadnezzar would do. He took away, you know, Daniel, Michelle, Michelle, Azariah, and he mm-hmm. gave them Babylonian names that don't have God's name in it. So as it turns out, we have an enormous amount of archaeological of ex, obviously ex-biblical archaeological literature mm-hmm. about Ahaz and so on. As it turns out, guess what we found out? Mm-hmm. We discovered his name wasn't Ahaz, but Yehoyahaz. Really? The, yes, the Bible, we actually, this is, this is a very strange... Do you know, there's another, that reminds me of another verse. Can I just bring that up quickly? Sure. Because it, it, quickly. there's surely, I think this ties into what you're saying, correct me if I'm wrong, but Jeremiah chapter 22 talks about Yehoyahaz. Yes, brilliant. But we don't have, like, when we get to verse 24, yes. it says, as, as I live, says the Lord, though, Kaniah. Right. Now, cut it now off. Th- is this the same thing? Same idea. He cut off, he took a name, which is a, a, a holy thing, and he cut off the God part because he did not live up to his name. That's the key right. of the Jew. I mean, when parents give a name to a child, what is what are we really thinking? What's in our heads? We are hoping that our child will one day live up to his yeah. or her name to reflect a virtue of God. Just like I did. Exactly. You're a perfect right. example. You not so much. Honey, more. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Anyway, the point is that we hope a, a child is given a name at his birth, but we don't really sell celebrate birthdays in the bible at least you can if you want to but we, that's not the big deal no. the reason why the day of death is 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 marked in in scripture in our sacred literature is the question is, did you live up to your namesake so the key is that actually this is we're going off aside but the name the theophory is is that a person is given names mm-hmm. Either at birth with the parents hope that my child will live up to this name or God gives these names to an individual because this person has in fact reflected back a quality of God. After all, man is created in the image of God. Animals are not given such names. Only humans are because humans are, we are not just animal, which we are, but we also have a divine spark, Ruach Elikim, the spirit of Hashem in us. So that's theophory. There will be a test at 11. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready for it. It's all falling into place. Now, you, you have a, a theophoric name as well, yeah. Toby Yah. Uh, yes. That means the Lord is good, right? Is that, right. Is that what that yes, means? Yes, yes, yes. And, and again, there it is. But this, this is Another why thing we have in common. This shows you what I'm trying to show you is Christians are good people. Meaning, 
they're really they're not bad people who are just trying to worship idols. They really don't know any better. Meaning they didn't didn't have the Jewish education that that they really deserved the reading it in the Hebrew. And that and that's why you meet and interact with people who are Christians who in every other way of their lives are good, nice people, and they get into so much trouble on this because they're not they are not intimately acquainted with the language and the the, the theophoric uh, adjective there, uh, theophoric <laughs> uh, language that is all over Scripture, and then they find themselves bowing down to a man as God. Mm. But it's not because mm. they're bad people. That's why I just say to you, if you're not a Christian and you're speaking to a Christian and you, you get upset, don't get angry at them. Really think about it, show them care and understanding, explain them scripture. Look, there are crazy people everywhere. They're crazy Christians too. They don't, no one has a monopoly on this. We have our lunatics right. for sure. sure. That's without question. If you're not sure, go to the New York Times and look at every poll, the right. writers. <laughs> there are not too many Gentiles, not too many McFerrins there, all a bunch of, Anyway, so the key is that this is this is what gets everyone in a lot, a lot of trouble. But well, that Elijah's is, name, yeah. That is, no, it's just, just, it's fascinating. Okay, so Eliyahu is actually, that's Elijah's name. And uh, and that's a theophoric name. That's that's fascinating. I did not know that, but I'm going to pretend that I have known it for years. Yes. Uh, it's very hard unless you completely edit the show. <laughs> <That's true>. <laughs> <laughs> <Which> you, <laughs> the only hope I have is straight after the show, I'm going to go and talk to Honey about theophoric I'm names. I'm talking to Honey that you actually go. No, before you Facebook her, I'm, <laughs> I'm calling Honey. No, I'm talking to Honey first, and then you can talk to Honey after. I'm going for it. I'm out doing a show with you, and he's Googling me. <laughs> no, that's great. I, I just love want to give you advice, John. If you ever do shows with people, it's best to Google. Google before you do a show. <laughs> well, I didn't know you were going to talk no, about. The, what are you? I didn't know you were going to talk about the it's like theophoric names. Me, like going to a casino. I don't know. Maybe he doesn't know what he's talking about. He does. I'll be Wikipedia him the whole show. This is very nice. All right. Anyways, I'll be calling Khalid. What's his cell phone? Okay. <laughs> Forty years. And Elijah said to them, seize the prophets of Baal, do not let one of them escape. So they seized them, and Elijah brought them down to the brook Kishon and executed them there. Now, does it say anything about the um, the 450 prophets of Asherah? The 400 Didn't prophets of Asherah. So there's a very, there's, a, there's, there's not a lot, but there's a little bit of literature. It apparently, the, the, Asher, the, the prophets of Asherah were more of, um, Baal was the, the he was the head the god fans, Asherah the was the fans. consort of Baal yeah. and and also uh, Jezebel that wicked thing mm. she was really the sponsor you know is she you know it's like uh, like that that Hungarian Jew who sponsors every anti thing the multi-billionaire Soros mm. mm-hmm. you know so Soros like his pet thing is to destroy Israel. So he sponsors every anti-Israel thing in the world. That's his thing. His thing is not trying to figure out how to pass, you know, I don't know, some other crazy thing. That's his thing. This is their pet project was Baal. Mm. The Asherah wasn't their pet project. It certainly wasn't Ahab's. It was to some extent Jezebel, but it was sort of Securely, it wasn't directly. That's why they don't come up very much. But Baal was the big thing. Mm. And Baal, by the way, has the name Al in it, which is the name of God. So you see there how people would, you know, conflate within it uh, mm. the 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 Jewish 
power of God and and this idolatry. And it's spoken of, by the way, you have to really, I'm not even going into it, but in Isaiah 46, he he completely, you know, Baal is, he portrays Baal in, in a visual that is most abhorrent. It was the absolute abomination. Mm-hmm. This is what Elijah and Elisha were up against. This is where the problem was confronted on Mount Carmel. We had, we're very fortunate, John, and, and we had, if I tell you, we had a, a wonderful crowd. We had a, a, an extraordinary time. Oh, didn't we? Yeah. Ah. Just walking through the province, the land is so beautiful. Uh, please, God, in come November, we're going to go to many of these places. We have some really new, exciting surprises we we're going to be going to in the coming. True, in the we're working on that now. Yeah, yeah. Oh, there's, yeah, some yeah. New, there's some new surprises that will be in the itinerary, but uh, but I think we have to go back to Mount Carmel again. It's, oh, it's, yeah. It's not one that we can pass up. Um, there is still room, just to let people know, there's still room. I think we're, we're, the, the bus is about a third full so far, so there's still room. I'll put a, uh, a link on this post uh, so that you can go there if you would like to register for the Tanakh Tour 2016. Uh, otherwise, just go to truthtou.org, truthnumber2letteru.org, and you'll see a link there that says Israel Tour. My friend, thank you for coming back on to Truth to You and telling us all about uh, running us down uh, with the uh, highlight that is Mount Carmel, the story of Elijah, and of course the word Theophory. I'm going to put that in my vocabulary. That's just grand. That's it. Remember, I get a commission every time you use it now. So every- that's it. <laughs> <laughs> on that word. Just use PayPal, okay? It's easy. Okay, <laughs> in the meantime, dear listeners, be blessed to be set apart by the truth of our Father's word. Shalom. That was a good day. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I know, oh, I'm so concerned because I'm listening to you and I'm going, no way, you're totally mispronouncing that word. You're thinking of the word theophany and I have to interrupt you because we're going to have to do this again. Oh, God. <laughs> but it's the theophany that gets everyone in trouble. That's, that's. I mean, that's the big word. That's what, what do you mean he's called the, the uh, uh, eternal father, you know, mighty God? That's all theophory. That's where right. they all get themselves in this huge. Now it's it's a fancy Greek word, but but the key is it's um, it's Tanakh. That's all Tanakh is doing is theophory. People are given these divine names, and Christians are just worshiping idolatry because of it, and they don't get it.